murder, divorce, drugs. Our courts are full of stories, scary, sad, and hilarious. Most are tales stranger than fiction. These are true law stories, brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com, the ultimate resource for customer and client video stories. Welcome back to True Law Stories. I'm Ian Garlic, your host of True Law Stories for this special edition. I've got an amazing attorney who's going to tell some crazy prosecutor stories. Michelle Sparrow is on. Uh, but before we get started, I introduce you to Michelle. Uh, you know, this is, of course, brought to you by StoryCruise.com. Whether you're trying to tell your client's stories or your business stories, StoryCruise.com is the ultimate resource to learn how to tell video case stories or to find someone that can do it, go to storycruise.com slash case story. All right, Miss Michelle Sparrow, attorney, former prosecutor. Thank you for being on True Law Stories. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm super excited because you've got some crazy law stories about drugs not being there, holes in the drugs, ninja turtles. And, you know, I want, I want to get through all of these because usually we're going to do one or two, but you have three great ones. I want to talk through them. But first, before we get started, you're in criminal defense, correct? Correct. I am. Mm-hmm. Former and, prosecutor and now criminal defense lawyer. And where, where are your offices? I have offices in Raleigh and Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. It's beautiful there. And how did you get into law tell me because i think this something somebody chooses i mean who would choose this right (laughs) but i did (laughs) are people drafted (laughs) yeah yeah it's like one of those things where you know why did you why did you choose to be ridiculed and ask why you represent people you know that kind of thing (laughs) i don't know it just happened right (laughs) um yeah i had other aspirations um before this i was Uh, I thought I was going to be a dancer. I didn't have any dance uh, lessons. I didn't know how to dance. I didn't, you know, so that didn't work out for me. I just picked that out of the air. And my dad owned bars, so I was going to be a dancer in one of his bars. Um, And I just decided to go another way. It could be a whole different life, whole different thing. Whole different life, dancing in bars. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, no, that didn't work out for me. Um, Just didn't have the talent. So, um, yeah, so I thought social work, I thought about being a, a cop, you know, different things ran through my head. And uh, I ended up working for my dad for a while. I was in real estate before I went to law school. And uh, yeah, I didn't want to work for him either. So, <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, so prosecutor after that, Wake County, loved it, uh, loved uh, the work there, loved uh, being on that staff. And then at some point I said, it's time to go out on my own. And I did. So that's why I'm here. What's it like to be a prosecutor? Like in some place like Wake County. I mean, you see all form of life, don't you? <laughs> you do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a huge district. It's like, I guess it's the second lar- largest district in, in North Carolina. I could be wrong, but I believe so. And uh, so all kinds of cases go through there. You see all kinds of things, you know, um, and as a prosecutor, I prosecute everything from like traffic tickets to murder cases, right? It's just like the gamut. And it's always something interesting in the courthouse, always. Yeah. Yeah. Prosecutor, you, you do a lot of trials, right? You go through a lot of trial work. Constant. You? Yeah, you're constantly in trial. And I was there like, I think it was like eight years. So yeah, I tried a lot of cases. I think most people don't realize this if you're not 
you know, in law is that most attorneys don't go to trial, correct? Yeah. So uh, prosecutors get a lot of trial experience because um, that's what we do. Um, litigators get a lot of trial experience if they can just litigate. But the generally, you know, when you become a defense attorney, you're doing a lot of negotiation, a lot of, you know, getting uh, your, uh, your audience in front of whomever to try to work it out first. Yeah. Um, so I always start with a nice Michelle, you know, the, not, not the, that's not the right word, but the, <laughs> the negotiation, the trying to, you know, the easy, let's get along, let's try to figure this out. And if that doesn't work, I usually then revert to litigator Michelle. So <laughs> obviously crazy. We're going to talk about some of these crazy stories, but you know, when you became a defense attorney, you know, what, what's the most fulfilling part then about being a defense attorney? Cause that's gotta be tough. Cause you see, you know, all, you know, you're, you're defending people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my hair. See how gray it is right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it is rewarding. It really is. And it's like, it's whether it doesn't, people are like, how could you be a prosecutor and now a defense attorney? It really doesn't matter if you're doing the right thing. It doesn't, which side you're on, you're doing the right thing. Um, and yeah, so I've seen a lot of people turn things around. That is the most rewarding thing. Um, I've seen people like, you know, that I thought, oh, wow, you know, this is going to be a long road for them. I don't know if they're going to get back on track. Um, but they do, you know, <clears throat> and there's a lot of stories like that over the course of my career. So thinking about that and people moving on and not seeing them again is, is why I do this. Love it. If you see them again, you see them in a good way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not that you never want to see them again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't want them joining the, the Sparrow Law Firm punch card. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, we, so- we don't like. <laughs> so if, if, and if you all know anyone that's been in trouble or goes on vacation and doesn't want to leave on probation, that's Michelle's <laughs> tagline uh, in, in Wilmington, you can go to uh, criminallawwilmington.com or sparrowlawfirm.com um, and you can learn more about her and talk to her. She is awesome, obviously very friendly, but also very knowledgeable. And we're, we're seeing good Michelle right now, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> so you've got some crazy stories. Uh, I, I think let's start with, uh, let's talk about some cocaine. <laughs> okay, sure. yeah. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, obviously getting prosecuted for drug offenses or prosecuting drug offenses must be interesting. Uh, tell me about your, your incidents with getting cocaine all over someone. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the funny things that happened when I was prosecuting, you just weird things happen. I mean, there's too many. I could probably write a book. But um, one of the things that was kind of funny was I was prosecuting this guy for DWI, just a regular guy, but he'd been out on a golf course. He drank too many and he like hit a ditch, had an accident. Nobody was hurt, but he was on trial. I was prosecuting him and um, the jury was all there, obviously. And at a break right before they were getting ready to go deliberate, whether he was guilty or not guilty, I get a dozen roses that are delivered to the courtroom. And I'm like, what is this? And it was from him. <laughs> and, and, and there was such a nice little card and it said, whatever happens to me, you know, thank you. You've been very fair and efficient and da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, wow, this is just really nice. So Everyone had a good laugh at that. The judge, the bailiff, the other lawyer that was representing him. He did get convicted, but what a nice guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like preemptive, like, 
you know, most most husbands aren't that smart to do that with their wives. And this guy was smart enough to do it with the prosecutor. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. It always stuck out. I was like, wow, that's just really cool. I had another guy that I was prosecuting. Um, it was a it was a cocaine charge. And uh, I was the prosecutor. He was found guilty. He went to prison. And when I became a defense attorney, he called me up trying to hire me. He he liked the work I did prosecuting him so he now wanted me to defend him i was like this is just like a compliment really yeah it is it's like a self-referral right it's like (laughs) (laughs) wow on elsewhere but anyway (laughs) so that's crazy i mean like i'm just like confused how did they even like get the roses in there like did the roses come into the courtroom so they had a delivery person go through like all the security and everything yeah, with with a dozen red roses and a card, you know, the whole bit. And up to the courtroom, walk in and go, and we were on a break, obviously. And it was like, is Michelle Sparrow in here? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Who's, you know, it's not what, you know, it's not it's my birthday. What, where did this come from? You know, you always get flowers. And I was like, oh. And uh, so I was like, take it in the side room. We have side rooms, you know, and I was just embarrassed at that point, you know. And I walk in there and I, I pick the card up and it's from the defendant. And I'm like, holy moly. I'm like, what do I do? I do I go say thank you? And then ask the jury to find him guilty, you know, so he can be sentenced? I don't know. What do I do here? This is like, wasn't in my etiquette book or my prosecutor manual. Or anyway. <laughs> they don't teach you that law school. Like <laughs> what to do if you get roses from the defendant? Yeah. <laughs> But I still, you know, that's still just one of my funny, you know, kind of cool stories. That's crazy. And, and you uh, also, you had a cocaine story. I, I keep wanting to talk about cocaine, but. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about cocaine. Um, I was prosecuting uh, a, another drug charge and um, the guy was basically saying he didn't know that he had cocaine in a package that's as bigger than a carry on piece of luggage in the back of his car. And um, I was trying to, I was probably getting into it and wanting to make a dramatic point about how couldn't you know, how you couldn't know that this huge package was cocaine. And I had on this navy blue dress um, during the trial or during this, on this particular day. And I picked the cocaine up, and marched up to where he was and, you know, in front of the jury and the judge and the bailiff and the other defense attorney and slammed the cocaine down and it had a hole in it. And it was a big enough hole so that I was completely sprayed, like my face <laughs> all the way down, my navy blue. And again, you know, they don't, how do you, what do you do? You know, I didn't want to like, I have a lot of energy after that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't breathe. I didn't inhale. <laughs> I just so what wiped, did you do? I mean, wiped this, it off, kept going. At this point, you're in possession, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And consuming, apparently, it probably went up my nose. It was just horrific. Oh um, my god! But yeah, I just kind of brushed it off, trying to be nonchalant, look kind of side eye <laughs> looking at the jury, and about half of them are just dying laughing, and I'm trying not to lose it because I had momentum and I was in the prosecution mode, and I was trying to, you know, get my point across. That's anyway, that's yeah yeah that's not the kind of thing you you see often on Law and Order. No. Is it? No, they usually get it right. You know, they don't, they don't mess up like that. It's the mess ups to me that are funny. Well, it is. I mean, and when you're doing something, I mean, how many, how many trials did you do 
let's say a month? Oh Lord, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it would just vary. Like, you know, when you're in district court and you have misdemeanors, you know, you do a lot, you know, you do them every single day. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, you do pleas and you do continuances and then they have little trials that take an hour, two hours, whatever. Sometimes they'll take a couple of days. And then uh, when you get a superior court and, this, you know, start doing more serious cases, those can take a week. And, you know, depending on the severity of it, you got to get really prepared for it, you know, et cetera. So I don't know the number. It's, it's a whole lot of them. But it's one of those things when I've done my job, I kind of move on. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. how I have always uh, done my business. You know, it's like, okay, we're done. I'm done. Yep. And, and you know, from that side, as a prosecutor, you know, before we get into your next story, how would you, you know, wh- what, how did you judge the defense, uh, the defense attorneys? How did you know who was a good one? And how did it, and was it different if you knew they were a former prosecutor? Uh, I mean, you know, you know, people, you get to, it's important that you know who's, who your audience is, right? Like in anything, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, who am I talking to and how am I talking to them? And, you know, how best can I communicate? And yeah, you know, which lawyers try a lot of cases, you know, which lawyers are effective. Yeah. You know, things. just like in your life, you know, you know, yep. who's a good podcaster or whatever, or marketing guy like you, who's awesome. And then, you know, then, you know, the ones that are like, yeah, no, not so awesome. It's just an instinct thing and, and knowing and living life and, you know, that kind of stuff. Speaking of uh, other mistakes or other funny things that have happened, uh, let's talk about your 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 ten pounds of not marijuana. <laughs> yeah, so another good story, um, and I learned a very valuable lesson after this one. You always look at the evidence before trial, always, always. So um, this guy was uh, he picked up what would have been over ten pounds of marijuana, which in North Carolina is trafficking amount and can get you active time. Um, he had it sent to one of our uh, FedEx or some some uh, place like that. And a dog alerted on it. They opened it up and there was all this marijuana in there. So what they're supposed to do is repackage it and put it back in there and then deliver it. And then voila, guy's in possession of a bunch of marijuana and he gets arrested. So uh he came in, he got the package, he got arrested, he got out on bond, we're in, at jury trial some year, a year or so later. And I just assumed that there would be marijuana in this box that I handed to the lab guy who was to open the box and say, yes, it is marijuana and I tested it, et cetera. When he opened the box in front of the jury, uh, there was phone books in it and there was um, socks. So that was in the box. Yeah. And to my knowledge, that's still not a crime. I don't know. It might have changed, but (laughs) it's not a criminal offense to possess phone books and socks in North Carolina that I know of. I I don't think it is. And so I have so many questions. So what, how, how did you handle that? Did you, were you just like, okay, this is over? Well, it was... I remember it was late in the day and I looked at judge Stafford. Um, and I still remember the judge. I loved him. Um, and I looked at him and was like wide eyed going, "Uh Oh, <laughs> and I said, can we have a recess? And I just needed to get it together and figure out what happened here. So it was late in the afternoon. He let him go. And so 
I assumed that perhaps they had taken the marijuana out just before he came to trial. And perhaps they had, in fact, you know, had the marijuana in the box at some point when he possessed it. So that's what I assumed. So I said, you need to, you know, get the marijuana, test it. Let's figure this out tomorrow. So the lab guy calls me and he was like, there is no marijuana. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it can't, nobody can find it. I'm like, where? So then I called the sheriff's department who was, who was the law enforcement agency on the case. And apparently it got mishandled or lost or, you know, we could go into all kinds of conspiracy theories about where it went, but it didn't get back in that box. So the next morning I showed up in court, I said, defense attorney, you know, and client, you know, I need to, we need to, you know, meet in chambers and went back there and told the judge and he was laughing and I took a dismissal, (laughs) you know, it's like doing the right thing. That guy got a gift. Um, he, he was intending on being in possession of marijuana, but for the mistakes of law enforcement, he would have been. So (laughs) he got a gift and hopefully he went on to not do that again. Um, because he was, yeah. So quick question. Did he get the socks and the phone books back? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually I think those were planted by police, you know, it was like, (laughs) did he come back? He's like, where are my socks? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what deputy you put those socks in there and where they came from, but yeah, it wasn't an effective way to, to prosecute somebody. No. <laughs> All right. And you have one final amazing story about another drug dealer. But another screw up. This is, this is what happens, you know, sometimes. Um, so this guy was a drug dealer. He had a history of, uh, you know, no no, uh, we couldn't tell where his income came from. He had a lot of money, had a lot of assets. He was a drug dealer. And um, sometime during the course of the trial, I was cross-examining him about all the assets he had because, uh, of course, we were saying, you know, how could you have all these assets when you don't have any kind of way of making income? So I was going through them and there was a list. You know, there was houses, there were cars, there were boats, there were, you know, so I was like, isn't it true you own a, you know, 2010, you know, Porsche, isn't it true? You did? And I was just on a roll with a list of assets that he had. And that was um, during the time when those uh, motorcycles, what are they, Ninja? Is that what they called them? The Ninja motorcycles were real yeah. popular. Um, and guys like this guy, you know, love to have like the latest, coolest motorcycle. Um, and so that was the last asset on the list. And so I was on a roll and I was like, isn't it true you own this? Isn't it true you own that? I was like, and isn't it true that you own a 2010 Green Ninja Turtle? <laughs> and the moment the word turtle came out, I was like, whoops. <laughs> but I guess I was in the cartoons at that time. I don't know how that came out of my mouth. Um, it got a big laugh, including him. He's, he was dying laughing on the stand. So did he, did he admit to owning the turtle? He owned the, tur- yeah, he did admit to owning that turtle. He did. <laughs> and what, well, what was the outcome of that case? He got convicted. Yeah. But he had a good sense of humor about it. So yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're everyone, you're the criminal's favorite prosecutor. It's like, you're going to go to jail, but you're going to love me for going to jail. You're going to send me flowers. I'm going to make you laugh. <laughs> but you got to enjoy your job, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be ugly to get your job done, right? You don't have to like act ugly and, and you know, you don't have to browbeat people. You can do your job effectively without all that. 
I think that's a great point. I think yeah. that is a great point. It's like, it, you can still be fair. You can still be effective because it's about the law and it, it's not about being mean to a person that's already in a bad place. That's not your job as a prosecutor, is it? It's not. And I, and I found that a lot of people do go into court and they just, you know, it's not a good experience, you know? Yeah. If you look at Google reviews for courthouses. <laughs> um, it's just not a good experience. And, and it, you know, it's, it's intimidating and it's scary. And it's, so I try to treat people like I would, you know, that's how I am anyway. I want, I'm going to treat you like I would want to be treated. So whether I'm on the prosecution side, defense side, but I'm also going to be zealous. So um, sometimes that co- comes off and people think maybe I'm a bitch, but um, it's, uh, I'm doing my job, you know, and, but I, yeah. I want to do it effectively, but I also want to do it respectfully. Um, yep. and when I was a prosecutor, I just saw the, you know, the way people, you know, a lot of people that come to the courthouse, it's not something, uh, they're not there because they're a horrible person and they'll never be anything. And, you know, that's not, that's not the majority of people. It's, it's, you know, they they have some issues and they can get it get it straight you know so they deserve to be treated with respect and i agree i agree and you know obviously you're doing good work now a lot of people think you know defense attorneys are defending bad people you know i've worked with a lot of defense attorneys most of the stories are people that you know maybe did something wrong there's a lot of stories of people that did nothing wrong and you know and like you said there's a chance for them to turn it around and it's great that you're doing it and doing it well and with some humor. <laughs> always have a sense of humor. Always. Always, always, right? Life's too short not to. Yeah, it is. Well, Michelle, this has been so much fun. Yeah, Thank you for being on True Law Stories. Um, and if you all want to talk to Michelle, if you know someone that's in trouble, if you're in trouble, you know, and also I know if you've been in trouble and need to get a record expunged, Michelle does that too um, in North Carolina. So make sure to check her out at sparrowlawfirm.com or criminallawwilmington.com. We'll have both the links in the show notes. Um, and, uh, you know, click down below, talk to her anytime. Uh, anything, any last words, Michelle? Uh, no, be kind. Yeah. People be kind. <laughs> yep. Be kind. That Those are amazing. That's amazing. Amazing phrase. So thank you all for, uh, Join us on True Law Stories. This has been Ian Garlic and Michelle Sparrow of the Sparrow Law Firm. True Law Stories has been brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. Testimonials stink. No one wants to watch a testimonial or read a case study. You need Video Case Stories for your business. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to learn more.